Hello and welcome to Community Conversations About Kindness. My name is Kelly Knox and I'm the host of today's show. So the premise of the show is to have conversations with three guests about what it means to be kind to ourselves, our families, and the community at large. Today's guests are Julie LaFontaine, Executive Director of The Open Door, Bob Gillis, President of Cape Ann Savings, and Peggy Haggerty-Steck, Executive Director of Action, Inc. So welcome. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having us. Oh, delighted that you are here. So to help start the conversation, what we'll do is we're going to pull um, a card from this deck of cards here, and each card has a different question about kindness. Um, we'll read the question out loud, and then we'll just have a conversation. If the conversation stops before the show's over, we'll just pull another question. How's Those it? cards are so cool. Did you make them? What? Uh, a, a bunch of us had a brainstorm, and we created the deck, and we had them professionally designed and printed. So actually, idea. they're for sale, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> so they're a great tool for um, talking about kindness. Anyway, you want to pull a sure? All right, let's do it. Let's let's do oh, it. She looks like a professional. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read it, or should I read it? Go ahead and read it. Um, can gossip be kind? Does motive matter? Define gossip. Well, that's a pretty good question. Oh, that's lots of layers. That's yeah. a lot of layers. Maybe maybe. Who wants to define gossip? Hmm. What does it mean to gossip? It's a loaded word. It is. Just, but, but for me, to say, uh, it's a negative word. If you're gossiping, you're not doing it for a good reason. Right. It's repeating something about someone else uh, that's not necessarily motivated in kindness. Yeah. Um, if you're, there are other, other words to describe sharing information on the, you might want to know this um, uh, spectrum. So yeah, I think so. I think I think you're right. I think it just has this underlying unkindness to it mm -hmm. as a word. Mm -hmm. But um, so can you gossip and be kind at the same time? Like really gossip and be kind? I'm thinking no. <laughs> I, I do think, like you were saying, there's one. It's one thing to talk about something or someone out of concern or. Maybe with another friend about, oh, should we maybe say something, do something about something going on with another. Mm -hmm. But I think it crosses the line when it's something you wouldn't say to that person or um, you're not really going to, you're just talking to talk and you're not really going to take action mm -hmm. about it. I think usually when I think of different instances, you know, if you have concern about something, you're talking with somebody else and your intent is to like, try to talk about it together to do something to help a situation, that's one thing. But if you're just always having that same conversation, then I think that's where it crosses over into just gossiping, talking for the mm -hmm. sake of talking kind of thing. Yeah, like it boils down to intent. Why are you talking about someone who's not there? Right, that's what gossip is, talking about someone who's not there. So. I, think, I think people just like to talk about people. And yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be negative. Um, they want to talk about other people. Um, but, you know, once it gets to the point of being exploitative, then, uh, then gossip takes a negative turn, you know. Yeah. But, but I think sometimes you, you'll see people just gossiping about harmless things that, uh, you know, 
I, I don't always see a negative connotation to it. Right. But, you know, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's neither kind or unkind. Sure. Well, you know, I, I think maybe it depends on how it's set up. Like if you say, I probably shouldn't say this. But, you know, um, right. Right. not to be a gossip, yeah. but yeah, yeah. you know, uh, that might be, uh, you know, that might be just a little reminder to yourself that you. Well, might just be, between you and me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That might be that you know maybe you're crossing into a territory that you know that might be bordering on, on unkind. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, did you hear? You know, Jane's going to Florida. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. it's talk that's, yeah. Yeah. consider that gossip because yeah. it's not. Yeah, somehow when people say gossip, they mean it, that negative talk, I think. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm. I think it's generally understood as that. All right, does someone want to pull another card? All right, Julie, your turn. Okay. Right, Julie. Yeah. Up, Julie. Don't mess Back up. Back to my dealing days, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cut that deck, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, if you see something inappropriate in public, is it a kind thing to infer? Oh, I like that question. Mm. So if you see something inappropriate, is the question, so I guess maybe I would ask a clarifying question. Um, if you see something inappropriate in public, is it a kind thing to infer that you know what's going on? Is or? it infer or interfere? It oh, interfere. interfere. Oh, good. I don't have my glasses on. Interfere. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. What do you think? If you see someone, I don't know, hitting a child in public, do you interfere? Do you walk by? Hmm. They have a TV show about something like this. Hmm. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. So what do you do? I think it's, well, it's like you say, it's situational. And it's sort of funny to use the word kind, because say it is someone hitting a child. Well, the the kind kind and right thing to do on the child's behalf is to try to do something that maybe diffuses it, or I think it depends on what's happening. Mm -hmm. But it might be embarrassing for the adult that's, you know, Mm -hmm. so. But I think certain things cross the line mm. behaviorally where you should do something because it's, you know, someone's at risk for harm as opposed to just, say, embarrassment. Yeah. I think a good thing to do, as an example, if you see somebody littering, Mm-hmm. Pick up that piece of litter for that person. And say, I got this. I got it for you. No problem. you <laughs> My know? brother does that. You know, somebody will chase somebody down and say, Pick that up. Yes. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, that goes yeah. to Peggy's point. You know, you're going to incite uh, violence, possibly. You know, it's. But you know, you don't want to just totally let it go either. Pick it up yourself and, and just let the person know, I got this. Yeah. I saw you drop this. Yeah. I saw you drop mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just was thinking of the quote of, you know, um, paraphrase, um, all it takes for evil to triumph is for good people to say nothing. Yeah. Um, And so um, I think that sometimes we just so don't want to get involved, you know, that we'll kind of look the other way on something. And it brings to mind, um, gosh, it's been probably 10 or 12 years ago now, my son and I were at the mall, and we saw a man just tearing into his kid, beating him to the ground, oh. calling him an idiot. And I walked by, and, and my son looked at me, and I looked at him, and we're like, we're just not going to get involved. We're just going to keep going. And then we both stopped 
And I thought I had to go tell the at least the mall security. I didn't try to confront it on my own, but it just seems like you know you something inappropriate like that. It's a kindness to mm-hmm. to say something. Um, yeah. In that situation. Yeah, and and it was probably the proper thing to do to say it to somebody who could do something in a safer way than you could have mm-hmm. done it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about if it's so when you talk, the question has if it's inappropriate. So what if it's something that's not as extreme as like someone physically hurting someone? What if it's inappropriate in a different way? Like somebody being mean to a waitress in a restaurant that you're at? Like really being awful to them? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like you do, you, do you say something to that person or do you let them let it play out the way that it's going to play out? I think it's the same thing. It depends on if it's someone just being rude or someone being verbally abusive, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a line yeah. between that. I mean, I have <laughs> in certain situations because mm-hmm. I think it dep- if you've got someone and they're not in a position to do something for themselves and someone's really overboard, they're not just complaining about the service, but it's really um, crosses into that line of being mm-hmm. verbally abusive and it's completely inappropriate. And if, if uh, there isn't someone around to that, say the manager or something to do something, I think sometimes you can say, finding those things to say that don't end mm-hmm. up escalating things more, right. but, mm-hmm. or if somebody tells an inappropriate joke mm-hmm. or makes an inappropriate comment, that kind of stuff, I think you can say things without um, again, making it worse, but just to kind of make the point like, hey, yeah. maybe just a l- l- like, again, not to embarrass the person, but say something in a way that they get the idea that maybe what they said wasn't okay. Yeah. That, that reminds me of a time I was with a group of people and a cousin of mine. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> but a cousin We're of on mine. TV. On TV. <laughs> so a cousin of mine made an inappropriate joke and it angered me and I just turned to her and I said you know please please don't do that and she continued to make those kind of jokes and I said well if you're going to continue to do that I'm going to have to leave and she made one more joke and I got up and left and it you know severed our friendship yeah. for a couple of years but mm-hmm. it was it was like and I my I, my heart was pounding when I was doing it because mm-hmm. I was afraid but yeah I think it's those things are always difficult and people for the line is different for different people too. Right. Things that I might find super offensive, you might not, you know. So right. it's like I think sometimes it is that individual sense of like what's too much, what's too far. Mm-hmm. And and some people I think are more comfortable with conflict than others. So mm-hmm. if you're someone who can't really cope and it's difficult for you, then maybe you're not going to say the thing directly to the mm-hmm. person um, depending on what's going on. So I think there's that too. I mean, everyone's different and I have friends and family who would have no problem saying something, and then I have friends and family who would have a huge problem, and it would be, like, very anxiety-producing and difficult. So I think some of it's what you feel comfortable and able to do, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a gray area, too. It's, you, you don't know who the instigator yeah. is. You don't know who's at fault, and um, it's tough to you know, make a judgment in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's gray. Uh, when it's clear... Something should be done. You know, you either talk right. to the uh, the mall cop or you, right. you talk to an yeah. authority. Something should be done, or you talk to the person yourself. 
but um, oftentimes, oh boy, uh, that in the waitress situation, right. you know, you know, there are nasty waitresses, there are na nasty waiters, there are nasty uh, customers, you know, mm -hmm. when you're jumping into it and seeing what's going on, oh, well, mm. who started it, things like that. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. It is tricky. It's a tricky area. I think, it, you know, my, my misreading the word in the beginning, though, actually brings up another point, and that is sometimes we see something happening and we're inferring from what we think mm -hmm. we're seeing, um, and we might not know the entire story. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that it's important um, operating from a base of kindness to assume good intent until we have reason to know otherwise. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I overhear things uh, in the workplace, I overhear things different places, and I think I hear something, and I'll say, what was that? You know, and, and then I'll be like, oh, it wasn't what I thought it was at all. Mm -hmm. So um, just making sure that we're getting the information that we need to, to yeah. um, it context around what we think we've observed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. My turn, Kelly? I think, turn. I think you're all up. All right, okay. You know, pick a card, any card. <laughs> Just like a pro. <laughs> I know, Julie. That's a little You're scary. Las Vegas days. I know. <laughs> okay. How is kindness related to your personal values, community values, and how is it not? Uh, very broad question. <laughs> broad how is it question. related to your personal values? Uh, I would just say for myself, I, I think I, I was fortunate um, to be brought up by two people who value kindness really and you know be nice to people you know, mm -hmm. pretty simple uh, pretty simple lesson mm. and uh, um, there were consequences if you weren't yeah. so um, from that standpoint um, that's where I'd go on the community side um, we're all in the community every day that's what we do and you know it's important it's important to, you know, to me, empathy is, is, a, is a big thing. Mm. You know, you don't know when you're dealing with somebody, you don't know what somebody else is going through. It's true. You have no idea. And, you know, somebody's having a bad day, they're giving you a hard time about this or that. Just remember, try to be empathetic and remember what they might be going through. It's true. If they're going right. through difficulties. So it's not easy to do, but um, a couple things to think about. Yeah. Do you think everybody has, like, kindness as a value, value like, consciously? Not necessarily. I mean, or it might not be a high, high priority value for, for a lot of people. I mean, you see it every day, you know, yeah. in everyday life. Yeah. I mean, you can do crazy, unkind things and still have kindness as a value. No? Sometimes for people it's... Um, they have kindness toward maybe their immediate circle or certain types of people, but mm. not, you know, generalized kind of like that's a good point. Be kind to all. I mean, I we see that um, with the programs we run. You know, I've heard people say really hateful things about folks experiencing homelessness and other things, and so you know, I always get taken aback because, again, like Bob, mm. you know, I was. My parents and my grandparents, you know, I was raised to be kind to other people, to put yourself in other people's shoes, to, you know, that someone always has it worse than you and to be, you know, sensitive to that. And, 
and we didn't grow up with a heck of a lot, but still, that's how we were always raised. So it's like that same thing, giving people the benefit of the doubt or not assuming you know what's going on with that person and because they look a certain way or are behaving in a certain way that they're somehow not deserving of being treated with some dignity and respect and care or kindness. So <clears throat> I think it, I think I've seen people have situational kindness, I guess yeah. that's the way to put it. Um, and it would be great if I think people could just take a second and think about if that was my child, my sibling, my parent, my favorite friend or whatever, and um, not assume that they understand everything about a person just because of what they have on or what they behave, their behavior might be. You know? yeah. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. My, my Rotary Club, I had a Rotarian that you probably know. You might too, um, Peggy. Um, Peter Beecham. Mm. Remember Peter mm -hmm. Beecham? Mm -hmm. We lost him last year. But great guy. But when he was the president of Rotary, um, every week um, he would start the meeting by saying, um, uh, "This is what I. This was my random act of kindness oh, I um, yes. this, this yeah. week." Anybody else want to share what they did for a random act of kindness? And at the end of the meeting, he would always encourage people. Do a, just a, do a random act of kindness, whatever it is, mm. you know, and uh, I, I'll never forget that, you know, that, that goes back 12, 13 years when he was president, but uh, uh, just simple, not hard to do, right. but very effective. You yeah. Know? I think that kind of piggybacks on what I was thinking um, uh, when you read the question, and that was, you know, kindness is a muscle, and I think it's something that you have to exercise. Um, I think it's a consciousness and a choice. Um, in and of ourselves in our least evolved states. Um, you know, when we're children, it's everything is about us and me and, you know, my immediate needs, whatever they are. And then as we continue to, to grow and our emotional intelligence grows, I think kindness is one of those things that you have to practice. Um, and, uh, you know, Kelly, you know, you and I have had this conversation before, but, you know, sometimes, um, you know, how do you show kindness as a boss? you know, who has to tell someone you've been late, you know, 42 times in the last, you know, uh -huh. six weeks. And, you know, um, is it kind, you know, you can do it with kindness. Mm -hmm. It's not unkind to have to hold someone accountable to something. Mm -hmm. And yet it can feel, it can feel unkind when you're the one yeah. who has to be holding someone accountable. So yeah. I, I think kindness is a muscle. And, and yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with that. And I think it's, it's hard to, um, there's so many times that it's difficult to be hard. Mm. Whether it's um, you don't want to come off as doing something mean, even though it might not be mean, like mm. what you were talking about. Because mm -hmm. I think holding people accountable is actually kind for both parties, even though the, other, the, the person you're holding accountable might feel angry or whatever emotion they have about being held accountable. In the long run, it is the only thing that will help shift them to mm -hmm. a more appropriate way of acting. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it might not. Honest. It might not. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Honest, honest yeah. and direct. And, right. and it's very important. Very yeah. Important. yeah. It's funny. I think like in our work especially, um, I feel like there are many opportunities all day long to be kind because, you know, people are coming in and needing help and, you know, regardless of whatever the situation is, I feel like we're lucky in that way because mm -hmm. we have more ability to do that because of the type of work we do. And um, 
I can see how if you were maybe in a different line of work or you worked more in a solitary way or whatever, I think mm -hmm. interacting with more people, especially people who are different from you in all kinds of ways, always broadens, I think, people's perspective on others and makes people better and yeah. kinder in general. I think when there's a lack, when you have a lack of contact with people that you see as different, you have a lot of ideas about what that person's like or not like because mm. of that. And I always notice when, when there's more of a mixing of people and groups and when we have different, even when we do focus groups for different things, you really see a change in people because people are learning more about each other. And I, I think that can lead to more kindness in general mm. because I think people aren't so judgmental when they see someone oh. who's different and make certain assumptions because they've had some experiences with people not like themselves. I would agree. Yes. I think your exposure um, yeah. to your, to a broader community and exposure to the world. I think, you know, Bob, I know you've taken some trips with Rotary. What does it do to you when you get outside of our country and you're someplace and you're helping and it, it just broadens your perspective Absolutely. and probably your capacity to be kind. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you see um, dozens of little kids running around that have nothing, they have zero and, uh, the happiest can be, yeah. you know, they're just, uh, it's, it does really change your perspective mm -hmm. about things, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and the community piece of it, I find, I really do find this, and I've been in Gloucester maybe five years. It's one of the kindest places. There's like mm -hmm. this thread of kindness, you know, from... It's nice to hear. <laughs> We're so entrenched that it's, uh, we don't know, necessarily guys, see it as, as much as you but coming really, from the outside. Do you see it? Yeah, I think we talk about this sometimes when big issues come up. Yeah. You know, Gloucester is unique in that way mm. because I think people are much more willing to work with other people and dig in on something. So, for instance, with like the opioid crisis, when that hit here... It felt like we were more ready. People had always been working together on a bunch of things. So when people had to mobilize to do something difficult and try to parse out like what to do about what aspects mm. of the problem, I mean, people did respond, I think, with kindness. There was compassion for people who were experiencing it. There was compassion mm. for their family members. There was compassion for yeah. law enforcement, all everybody who was dealing with it very directly and like how can we all do better or what can we do differently collectively mm -hmm. to so I do think people talk about that a lot about Gloucester when you go outside of here about how it's unique and in the way that folks sort of step up and volunteer there's a lot right. of volunteerism on mm -hmm. important city groups and boards and things at nonprofits and I feel like there's always a good solid um, core of people that do have that immediate reaction is to help to do something Mm -hmm. um, for others, which I think is kindness um, in action. Sure. Well, you're both going to see it more than more than most in your fields. Yeah. You know, you you both um, work with organizations that uh, right. define kindness. Really, um, serving incredibly uh, important needs in our community, and to see the success of, of your organizations, both for your leadership, but also for the people that rally around what mm -hmm. you do. Um, you know, what, what better definition of kindness is there than that, really? You know, you see it every day. Yeah, I, I, I think um, 
It is funny though. I'm sure you know. Don't you hear that when when you're at different larger coalitions or outside of here, yeah. people talk about Gloucester and they that often way. say Gloucester is unique. And, you know, um, and, you know. I mean, ways I, in one. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I think of uh, another issue that we kind of rallied around. It was you know it was probably almost five years ago mm-hmm. now. Um, that you know, we were taking a look at um, the day shelter on Sundays, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and action came to the table. Grace Center came to the table. Our mayor just said, "Got us all in the room." Open door was there and said, "We've got to do something about this." And so uh, we open on Sundays now, yeah. um, and everyone does a little bit of, of what they do best. Um, to make mm-hmm. a community solution. Yeah. So in that way, I think kindness is informing community solutions. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. um, we, don't, we don't all have to kind of do our own brand of something, mm-hmm. but we all have core competencies and strengths. So you know, we can provide this and mm-hmm. Action provides this and Grace Center provided you know, that and, and now, yeah. now it just happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, I do think that's true here. Having worked other, in different communities Mm -hmm. from Gloucester, I do, and I don't, people talk about whether it's because we're on an island or because Mm -hmm. we're of a certain size, but I just think somehow whatever draws people here is also the type of folks that draws, whatever that spirit is Mm -hmm. of um, doing and helping others. Mm -hmm. I think you see it. We see it across the board in different every kind of program we do. It's not just the shelter or, or mm-hmm. you know, just some of our other services. Like, no matter who you're working with, I think people are always willing to do what they can and go the extra mile. And and also, you know, Bob as a private person and not in a nonprofit for business. I mean, there are lots of community leaders outside of the nonprofit sector who always step up and jump in to do something, you know, and, and the city as well. There's lots of great people. So I feel like there's a lot of people in town that you can count on when something comes up where you can pick up the phone Absolutely. and they'll be like, yeah, okay, let's figure it out. Let's yeah. do it. You know, and, and people are willing to do the right thing by the folks that live in town. You know, yeah. if there's a need, people want to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's something to be said too about, um, the services offered through the bank and the tellers and the, and the people who work directly with people who come in, there's just a kindness that threads through that as well. Sure. And, you know, sure. it trickles down. Yeah. I yeah. believe in that kind of trickle-down theory. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really important. Um, people that you want, you want your staff to be friendly and kind, and it pays dividends when they do because people uh, are kind in return typically. Yeah, right, right. And you know, it just makes the, the work day better, makes right. it a uh, uh, more enjoyable experience altogether. Um, and that's exactly what you look for. And I, that's what we strive for. So. Yeah. Well, and that teller, that might be the one positive interaction somebody has all day, even right. all week if they're an isolated person. Sure. So you never know yeah. what right. that small right. gesture can do in somebody else's life that has meaning, you know? So it's not, it's not like it's that hard. We just have to remember to do it. Well, you made <laughs> a point. That's a good point, Peggy. You know? It's a small gesture. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't take that much, you know, just to smile to somebody, to yeah. ask them how they're feeling, you know, whatever it is, right. it's, it's not that hard, but it can make all the difference for, yeah. for somebody. It's yeah. true. 
And I think conversely, you know how we all feel if we have a negative interaction with someone. Sure. You walk out, then you just you know kick the tire <laughs> and you know, you're mean right. to the next person, and right. you know, right. and so it, it and it can set off like a domino effect yeah. for the yeah. day, and yeah. and um, and it's all because um, someone didn't take a moment to to be kinder in their interaction. Yeah. So I like the idea of multiplying kindness with little acts, at yeah. a, you know, yeah. little acts of kindness at a time. Yeah. Well, we are out of time. So the first show has officially just ended. Thank you all for joining me and all of us. And I want to thank you for joining us today. And we hope this conversation finds its way into your home, workplace, or wherever you socialize. Um, If you'd like to purchase uh, a deck of cards, they're available through the Kindness Project at www dot <laughs> the dash kindness dash project dot org the, don't forget the dashes and you can use them to enhance school curriculum they can be used in team building maybe in a staff meeting um, conversation starters at social gatherings use them at the dinner table with your your children um, so we're just asking a twenty five dollar donation and you can purchase the deck online. So again, thank you so much for joining us. I just want to let you know that the mission of the Kindness Project is to guide already kind communities into a deeper dive into what kindness means to ourselves, to our families, and to the community at large. So thank you for joining us.